Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You check back in on the spot. This is the place right here where the conversation is pointed. You see that? And the guests are sharp. And the responses (laughs) are never dull. Today, we've got a challenge for you, Brains as well as a challenge for our guests on this thing called happiness. You know, in my opinion, happiness is a temporary condition or state of being. People are not consistent with it. They don't value it. They don't even recognize when they are happy. They don't know what it is to be happy. We all have experienced unhappiness, sadness, depression, loneliness, pain, and anxiety. But what does it feel like when you feel the feels and it feels good? Well, Angie is a happiness expert, or that's what people call her. So we're going to see, and we're going to dig deep into this place of happiness. We're going to start with her smile, because that's so warm and inviting. Raise us welcome to the edge, Angie Langley. Hi, I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to have you because, girl, we're going to go back and forth about this thing called (laughs) happiness, okay? I have dealt with some people that have just taught me about contentment, but also there can be some trickery and bamboozlery because, again, people don't identify what it is that truly makes them happy. But I have. I have. I figured it out a long time ago. And now that I've turned 60, girl, there is no shame in my game, okay? (laughs) I know what it is to be happy. So tell us a little bit about you, Angie, how you got happy and how you decided to help others. I um, have been through very various um, traumatic experiences. Um, It started when I was six years old and um, it's just been a repeated cycle all my life. Um, I've had abuse. I've been bullied. I've been in controlling relationships, um, you name it, I've been there. <laughs> so, And um, I was in a point in my life where I didn't even want to be here anymore. Mm. You're the second person that said that to me today. Yeah. Wow. And um, it was like, I'm here for a reason and I have to find out what it is. So I started to heal myself, um, doing courses, research, um, working on myself. And as I started to elevate, I had friends say, okay, this is what's happening. Um, What can I do? I was like, well, I've done this, but this is what's worked for me. And that's what they've done and it's helped them. And so now I have a program that I, it's called the um, emotion emotional freedom roadmap and it's just a little actually I'll show you right here okay yeah it's right here here hold on let me give you full view here Mm -hmm. as they say the full frontal 
<laughs> okay, pull it up just a little bit because there's a little glare on it. All there right. we go. And then turn it straight so that we can see it. There we go. All right, so I see emotional freedom roadmap. So there's things like buffers and barriers, and I can't see what the the word is kind of boundaries. Okay, elevate expectations, education, assessment, alignment, and what's an awakening. All right, so let's uh let's kind of go through the roadmap a little bit. Okay. Well, the first time, the first thing we have to do is do your assessment. Okay, so this is our triage. So this is where, like, when you go to a hospital and you have something wrong, you go to triage. So this is where they assess you, where, um, what is going on, what's wrong. And then we go to the alignment where we find out exactly what you want your life to be like. And then we go to the awakening, which is where you get Patsy proof. Mm. Okay. So Brains, what she's saying in a nutshell is that you have to identify and own your stuff. Yeah. Recognize where you are, but you also need to know and have some sort of idea of where you want to be. If you are a person that's addicted to drugs or alcohol, do you really want to be free of that? You know, are you able to deal with the reality of sobriety? If you are in a relationship that is abusive, are you really ready to feel the fear yet do it anyway of being by yourself, earning your own money, starting from scratch? Are you ready to own it? If you're just a downright mean, ugly person, a narcissist, are you ready to own that and say, hey, you know what? This is something's not right about this. So, okay, I get it. All right, now let's move to stage two. Stage two, two is the tools. And here we educate. We have, um, where are we? Educate. Okay. <laughs> um, this is where we teach you the tools to um, get rid of your past, to deal with um, your triggers, things like that. Um, and then we do the experimenting where you are going out on your own to use these tools on your own life. And, um, and I'm there with you through the whole thing. So if you have any trouble, um, you know, working through one of your triggers or a um, situation come up, then I'm there to help you. Um, also you can elevate. So once you get to a certain point and you heal this past that you're trying to get rid of all this toxicity, you elevate your energy. You know, you are, um, because all this stuff is embedded into your body, like all these emotions, all this trauma. And this is why people are so sick and it's not just, um, mental. It's also physical. Absolutely, because yeah. it it changes the trajectory of your life. It does. Your yeah. Stress changes your DNA. It changes your cells. Your cells. Mm -hmm. So educate. Understand what these big twenty five dollar terms mean. You know, uh, stress, anxiety, depression, narcissistic. Uh, you know, unhappiness. 
understand what that is. Educate yourself around that to see if those are patterns that you fall within. Experiment. Try something new. I tried something new. Let me tell you about my happiness experience. I have been telling myself, and it has been working like a charm. April, it's how you respond. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. Do I go from a flicker to a flame? Or am I able just to simmer? And so when something happens, something's been on my heart, been penetrating my heart. But I said, you know what, April? It's about how you respond. If you realize the situation is what it is, then you you can't change it. You can't change other people. But stress will kill you. And if I get all elevated and ugly, I'm raising my own blood pressure. Nobody else is doing that to me. Mm-hmm. I'm creating this barrier of anger or animosity when I see somebody coming. I'm only doing that to me. That negative self-talk in my head, I can shut it off. Okay? And then elevate. Change your frequency, brains. It's like the tuner on an old radio dial. You can change it when there's static there. You can mm-hmm. go to a different channel. You can, And sometimes your frequency doesn't have to be up. Sometimes it just needs, the static needs to be removed, or sometimes you need to take a step down. Would you agree to that, Angie? That's true. Yep. Yeah. So incorporate some of those things. Now let's go to step number three. Step number three is the best part. (laughs) It is the transformation. And here we have the um, buffer. And that is all of the changes that are going on inside of you. Um, that is that you're becoming more aware of um, being more confident and exactly the changes that are going on like you're feeling better you're feeling happier you're feeling lighter Um, the next one is the barrier and that is what you're um, attracting because in your buffer you're bringing out the um, energy and the barrier is what's being you're attracting so if you want that happy relationship you're going to attract it you want these opportunities you're going to attract it you want money you're going to attract it and then the final thing is the boundaries which is very important because if you don't have boundaries you're going to fall back into that old cycle again and that's what we're breaking well we're breaking the cycle of chaos. Let's yeah. talk about the buffer. You know, the, the buffer is your stuff. Mm-hmm. It's actually your stuff. Um, what do you have in your toolbox to help you buffer? Buffer means to shine. Buffer means to clean off. It gets rid of corrosion. It gets rid of rust. It gets rid of dust off your shoes. What is your buffer? What can you pull on? Is it one of these great dynamic exercises or programs that Angie is offering? Is it a good meditation? Is it a good massage? What are you doing for self-care? What are you doing to put inside this toolbox? Let's talk about the barriers. You know, what's blocking you? What are the barriers that you have around you? Is it the negative self-talk of other people? Is it bullies? Is it you're broke? (laughs) 
Is it, you know, you're overweight? What are the barriers? What is it? That's a part of the education, going back to step two. You've got to identify what this stuff is so that you can extract it. Mm-hmm. Now, it may not be totally extracted from your life brains, but you can definitely put it on the shelf and reach up and get it when you need to, look at it, but know that it is a temporary condition. But my big one is boundaries. Baby, I am the queen of boundaries, okay? <laughs> uh, when I've had it, I've had it. And I know how to say no. So many people have a problem with that one word sentence. No is a complete sentence brain. And no is absolutely positively okay to say. It doesn't work for me. It's not the right time. This doesn't feel good. It's not a good fit. Let me think about it. Let me uh, go back and get it. Or just no. Because I was in a season of no a couple, was it about a year and a half ago? Angie, it was so liberating. Not only, but really, not only did I learn to say no, but I also learned to receive no as a gift. Could you imagine if you got every single thing you asked for? You'd be in a happiness coma. <laughs> you would be. There's some trickery with that word happiness. Mm-hmm. Happiness, in my opinion, is a temporary state of being, a condition. Because it's like cocaine, it's like heroin, it's like alcohol, it's like sex, it's like food. What is the next thing that's going to keep me happy? Instead of learning how to be in a state of contentment. Tell me, Angie, why do people continuously fall back into this toxic space? And what is it that we need to learn to be content before we can truly be happy. They fall back into the cycles because they haven't healed. It's still in their energy. It's still in their body. Um, I work with women who have fear in their chakras and other, even other people's emotions are embedded in them. Um, sometimes it's a generational um, a cycle. Um, I know my mom has a controlling, well, my dad is um, a bit controlling. Um, my grandfather was a bit controlling. Um, my great-grandfather was a bit controlling. So, I mean, that's a cycle that we were just used to. And um, I'm lucky I broke it because my daughter got married to a man and he's a sweetheart. So, yeah. But people don't understand what it feels like to feel good. No. Yes, I brag all the time. I have been married to Mr. Magnificent for 38 and a half years. And he is the best thing since sunshine. Yes, ma'am. He's loving, he's kind. Now don't get me wrong, he can get it twisted too. Mm-hmm. But for the most part. Um, and to feel that embrace, I can hear him clear his throat. He'll be in the grocery store, he clears his throat a certain kind of way. I just melt inside. Uh, you know, I, I see women kind of glance over and look at him, and I just, you know, don't you dare. Because that, that's my sweet thing right there. But you know what? I love him enough that if he ever came to me and said that he wasn't happy to set him free, because that's what true love is, is acceptance. You know, that's what happiness is. You can be happy in an unhappy situation. Exactly. Yeah. It's all about how you process it. It's all about how you receive it. 
Tell us what is the quickest way to get to happiness. Is to get rid of the crap. Wow. wow. So do a life do a life colonic, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it it just depends on what how you perceive things, right? Like I don't fly off the handle. Um, I don't um, you know, withdrawal. I'm very calm, cool, and collected. All, all the time. You never you never get twisted. Oh, I'm not saying I don't get twisted, but I don't stay there. Right. You no, know, like life right. is a roller coaster, right? We're always up and right. down. But some people have their highs and then they dive nose dive down and they stay down and they don't know how to get back up. And yeah, and I'm at this point where I'll nose dive and I'm like, okay, what's going on? And then I'm back up. And then I'm down. And I'm like, okay, I gotta get rid of this. I'm aware of this. It's gone. And then I'm back up. Now, I don't know what your religious doctrine is, or even if you believe, but spirituality has a lot to do with it. Yeah. It, it has a lot to do with it because you're connecting with source. And baby, that's what makes you happy. Yeah. Is the source. Okay. Yeah. I learned that. I just came from Europe and I went in the Vatican. <gasps> oh, I would love to do that. Well, honey, let me tell you, there's some stuff going on there that <laughs> is, is, is really... And it's all about the interpretation. So interpretation of happiness is very subjective yep. because everything is not going to be, you know, life is a smorgasbord. You're not going to put everything on your plate. What you like, I may not like. Exactly. What makes me happy may not make you happy. You know, I'm not one to jump out of airplanes, but I'm definitely one to luxuriate on a yacht that some people don't like to be on the water. What is it? Um, when you find happiness, how should you feel? What, what, what should it do to you? How can it transform you? You should feel light. Like when you aren't happy and you're sad, you're really dark and you're low. Like your vibration is very low. And then as you heal and as you get happier, um, you get lighter and you're just showing. You're showing, you're glowing, and gratitude. Yes, oh, gratitude is God. huge, huge. I mean, I am grateful for my cup of coffee in the morning. <laughs> I am grateful for everything, my home, my kids, my family, the, the money that I have, um, my pets, everything. Yeah. And people, uh, you know, Oprah tried to turn y'all onto this years ago, but I learned it. You know, my mother taught it to me, you know, and that's one thing that is really a bone of contention with me is ungrateful people. I don't expect for you to grovel and kiss my feet, but I don't go sure expect for you to acknowledge when I have gone above and beyond to appease you, to please you, to take care of your needs. You know, when someone even says to you, good morning, oh, what's so good about it? <laughs> the fact that you woke up. Exactly. <laughs> I just talked to my cousin before I went on the trip and she was telling me, you know, little things. She was very scary. And, oh, and don't do this and don't do this and this may happen and that may happen. And girl, I can't be on all that water and all that, all this kind of stuff. And we laughed and we chuckled. When I got off the plane and came home, she was dead. Oh, wow. She was dead. They found her in an apartment dead. It was like a, a nightmare. So, I'm grateful that I had those few minutes to laugh and chuckle with her. Mm -hmm. Tell her one more time that I love her. 
You know, we get angry with our family members. We do. Okay. And then you have to deep dive and you say, is it really worth it? Well, brains, I'm here to tell you, sometimes it is worth it. And sometimes you got to cut folks off. That's true. That doesn't mean you can't love them from a distance, but that doesn't mean that you have a front row seat in my life either to cause no chaos. Mm-hmm. So what do you say to the person right now, Angie, Angie, that's struggling, that's in the thralls of unhappiness? What do you say to that girl or guy? I say, give me a call. <laughs> that is really great. That is really great. <laughs> so let's do some fun things. Let's ask some fun questions about Angie Langley. All right. All right. If you were an appliance in the kitchen, what appliance would you be and why? Um, my stove. Wow. Are you hot? <laughs> well, oh yeah. But I'm very creative. Um, I love to cook. I love to bake. And that is my zone. That is where I don't have to worry about um, tomorrow. I don't have to worry about last week. Um, I'm just in the present. And I'm just concentrating on the next meal that I'm making or that cake I'm baking or, you know, yeah. And you know what else is beautiful about being a stove? Is that you can control your own temperature. Oh, that's right. You know? Yeah. Good. I want to be an air fryer. (laughs) (laughs) Now, why would you want to be an air fryer? Well, it's little grease, (laughs) low in calories. And it still gets your chicken crispy. Oh, well, that's true. It does. (laughs) If you had three wishes, Angie, what would they be? Um, that's a good question. Um, I really don't have a whole lot to wish for because I have everything that I want. Um, and I'm working towards everything that's, um, fulfilling. So, um, I would say I'd wish for success, um, wish for, um, I don't know, happy, um, health for my kids and my family. Um, and you can still ask for happiness. You can't never have enough happiness, girl. That's like, oh, no, having, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's like having uh, too many pairs of shoes for a girl, you know, you can't. Oh, no, I'm, I love shoes. Shoes and purses are my thing. <laughs> Absolutely. What would you tell a 25-year-old Angie Langley? To listen to your heart and not to bring. Listen to um, do what you need to do and not what other people are saying. Because other folks will trick you up, brains. Everybody's comprehension is not the same. No. And it's strange because you would see if it's blue, it's blue. Some people, oh, no, that's periwinkle. Oh, no, that's sky blue or that's light blue. Everybody's interpretation is different. Again, I just came from a very, very enlightening trip. But what I did, me and Mr. Magnificent, is we really immersed ourselves in cultures. Because when you're on a cruise ship, I mean, you got 80 countries right there. And I asked a lot of questions and I looked at, you know, uh, the, the different religious doctrines and I looked at how women are treated in different countries. You know, we see things, but we really don't understand their philosophy and their way of being. And I opened my heart to 
things that I never thought that I would open myself to. But I also questioned my brain on some things that I knew wasn't right. That going back to your blueprint is educating yourself, evaluating the situation, changing your frequency, understanding your barriers and your boundaries, what is going to be important, how to use these tools to elevate yourself and educate yourself. It's so important. So you have definitely got the roadmap to success. And I'm so glad that you shared that with me and my brains. Again, in my opinion, happiness is subjective, but contentment is constant. And you are a constant. Thank you so much, Angie Langley. Tell my brains how to get in contact with you if you've got any special offerings or promotions uh, so that they can learn to be happy too. Um, you can phone me at 902-799-9056. My email is langley underscore nine at hotmail.com. Um, you can get a hold of me through Facebook. Um, my name is Angie Langley. And I have a Facebook group called the Soulful Sisterhood Group. And I go live in there every week, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time. And this is where I teach some of the tools and some of the um, symptoms of why people are not healing and why they are not getting ahead in life. And um, I also have a 12-month program and um, you can um, apply for that and you can get into the Soulful Guild. That's what it's called. Um, right now, I am also doing a 30 Days to Permanent Happiness. Wow. Yeah, so... Um, 30 Days, brains. You know, they say that you can break a habit in 30 days. We can break the cycle of ugliness. But start with that. That's my opinion. Start with identifying and recognizing what is holding you back. Yeah. That's that's the key thing. Certain things and another thing. Observe other people. What you don't like in Betty might be a clear reflection reflection of what's happening with yourself. Oh, exactly. You see those same characteristics being <laughs> mirrored back to you. Oh, but you're snarky. You don't like this person because of blah, 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 blah. But you fail to realize that you are doing the same thing. So do a self-check, do a self-evaluation. You don't have to share with the therapist, Angie, me, but share with yourself. Get a pencil and a piece of paper and write it down. The truth will set you free. And I'm here to set you free and make you happy on the edge. Thank you so much, Angie Langley. You are the queen of everything smiling. I appreciate you. Brains, go in, love, like, and share. Follow Angie. Listen to some of her suggestions. She gave you a blueprint. Nine simple steps, nine simple steps that can elevate and change your life forever. Thank you so much, Angie. Come on back and visit me again. All right. Thank you. You're the best. <laughs>